0: risk takers out there? When you come to a fork in the road, how do you choose which way to go? Is it always wise to take the road less traveled? And where does God fit into all this? Today we'll be addressing those questions and more as we talk with American Mattress Outlet Store owner, Robbie Compton. Hello. Robbie is also a heavily involved church member at First West and his story of becoming the king of mattresses is a story of faith that can encourage us all. Well, Robbie, thanks for coming out today.
1: Thank you, Brandy for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, good deal. So let's get right into it. The mattress story is fairly or it's not story, but you know, just being part of your mattress store is kind of new for you, right?
1: Well, the store and the story are both fairly new. You know, yeah. five years ago this this week actually is when I committed and oh, wow. signed a lease and got an lLC and put a notice into a big boy job and quit mm. and went out on my own and walked away from salary and benefits and vacations and all that fun stuff. So oh, wow. actually, five years ago, two days ago
0: oh wow well happy anniversary well thank you very much yeah yeah man so um you know what led you to do that like what were you doing before and what led you to where you are
1: now well before um you know getting out through college and everything my dad had a family business i worked there Mm -hmm. i also did some sporting goods stuff and i really liked working in sporting goods yeah I worked with H. Michael when I was in college, worked for Champs for a while and went to work for Hibbett Sporting Goods. Um, Champs yeah. had moved me to Jackson okay. and Hibbett recruited me to come back to work for them at open sports and company in Monroe. Did that for a couple of years as a store manager, was promoted to district manager. Mm-hmm. In the last 10 years there, I was a real estate manager. So I was there for just over 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Um, I left there and went to work for a another company doing real estate, but Mm -hmm. in a different role. When I was at Hibbett, I had several states, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. Texas, and Minnesota. Yeah, short of straw. (laughs) And uh, I wanted to try the other side of the table because I'd become basically unpromotable. You know, we weren't moving to Birmingham. We had opportunity. It was where Hibbett was based or is Mm -hmm. based. We had opportunity to move to Birmingham a couple of times, and we both had grandparents alive, and my kids had great grandparents alive. And we just made a decision that you know we're staying here and we're going to make it work yeah. and figure it out as we go. Be a family. Yeah. Well, yeah. eventually you could become unpromotable when you yeah. keep telling them I'm not going to move. Mm-hmm. And you know I was in my mid 40s at the time, and that's you know it was a guy that's an ego thing. You know yeah. I mean I'm not going to climb anymore. I'm going to do the same thing for the next 20 years till I retire. And uh, I've been courted by some by some uh, companies a couple of times, and mm-hmm. one brought their A game. It was they gave me a really good offer. And, yeah. But there was still something, to, you know, I wasn't always, it's funny to say this, mm-hmm. but I wasn't always 100% yeah. going to do it. And I even remember the night before I turned in my offer at Hibb. I yeah. mean, I turned in my notice at Hibbitt, rather, I, t- I told Leslie that, you know, I said, I, yeah, I, know. I really don't know if this is the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I just don't
1: feel right. And, you know, I said, the only reason I'm doing this is for money,
0: you yeah. know,
1: and Mackenzie was starting college, you know, yeah. Katie was about to start high school mm-hmm. and it, it's, she said, you know, you've never done it for money before. Yeah. You know, maybe this is God kinda giving you an attaboy and let's let's see where yeah. it goes. Yeah. So I tried it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's um it didn't take me really long. I figured out that I'd it was a great job. Great job. Yeah. But it didn't take me long to figure out that I'd made the wrong decision. Yeah. You know, after a few months I actually even had conversations with my boss at Hibbett, who's still a very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. my bosses, and we talked about maybe coming back. Yeah, and you know, the joke was always they always come back, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but it just we weren't able to make it happen because of the timing issues. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. It just it was. It was just timing and logistics and everything. It just didn't work. Yeah. And eventually decided I was going to open my own business.
0: Yeah. Really, like, man. Cards down. What else do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, was during during all that like. You know, i'm assuming there is a kind of a little bit of a long period of time you know maybe a few months or was it a year or like
1: um, no i was only with that other company for a year for a year and so yeah after yeah. really after i mean after i started working for them in september on katie's birthday on september 6th mm-hmm. by christmas i knew that i was oh no i was going to yeah. have some challenges if i was going to yeah. keep doing this and i was i was starting to be successful with what i was doing i was leasing yeah. some properties and it was working mhm but early spring, it really kind of hit me in the face. And I yeah. was like, this is not going to work. Yeah. And by the end of May, 1st of June, I just knew that I was going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. But there's the fear mm-hmm. because, you know, when you work for a company and you've got benefits and you've got mm-hmm. retirement and you've got vacation and you've got stability and you're a dad. I don't know if it's an ego thing or if it's just the fact that I'm the dad, I'm the quote, quote breadwinner guy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm taking care of my the family, provider, Right. You know? And I didn't yeah. want to let my girls down. Yeah. And there was a big part of me thinking, well, one, I failed,
0: yeah. you know,
1: I should have touched trust my gut. Mm-hmm. I should have shouldn't have jumped for the money. But you know, that was, it was a failure thing. And it was yeah. a, it was a big ego thing for me at first. Mm-hmm. And once I got past the ego thing, which didn't really take that long yeah it was like we got to fix it let's yeah. get out of this i'm not going to sit in a funk i'm not i'm not going to get to a point where it starts going downhill and funny at university i've yeah. gone to university and uh, up in the mountains at shepherd of those arcs mm-hmm. and is, is that a camp yeah with, with first west yeah that's yeah thought, with the yeah. student camp i went up there mm-hmm. and that week is when it became plain as day to me you're mm-hmm. gonna have to do something else wow i had some conversations with god I had a bunch of conversations with god and it just became evident that you're yeah. gonna have to do something else. Well,
0: wow, so you got ministered to as like a chaperone up there. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah.
1: Every time I've every time <laughs> I've been involved with a camp or something, mm-hmm. and even now I teach a student by a boys' life group. Mm-hmm. Every week I get ministered to.
0: Oh yeah, I love I love camps, so Yeah, yeah, camp oh, is really awesome. To, yeah. So, like, what were some things like you were praying for? Like anything specific? Like side uh, of some sort? Or
1: clarity, speech? clarity, clarity was a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I did everything I could to not pray for a specific answer. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not fair for me to ask God to give me clarity and then say, mm-hmm. Hey, God, give me clarity because I really want to do this. Yeah. You know, and so I, I was very careful to not pray that way. Mm-hmm. But I prayed aggressive, you know. Yeah. And I mean, there was... It's funny. I was going through going through a Bible study with some guys and by no means am I comparing myself to Job. So please don't let that come off. <laughs> but we were going through yeah. Job at the time yeah. and I literally prayed for God to break me down,
0: mm.
1: you know, you know, break me let me figure this out. And I'm going to tell you, he did. So I found out really quick, you break, you pray for brokenness. You better watch out, yeah. you know, because if you sincerely ask it, God's going to do mm-hmm. something about it. And I'm going to tell you something. He came in with authority.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what exactly led you to do something different? You know,
1: there was there was just one situation that we had that I, I guess the best way to put it is I f- I'm never going to compromise my character.
0: I understand. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: whether it was a situation where they were right, I was wrong, and and we it, look. Don't let me I don't let this to come off as an argumentative thing. It was never never a big blow up, never a big argument, never a big. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble. They got it. Never got, never got like that. Mm-hmm. But there was a situation that I was like, this is not gonna work. I mean, it's I'm mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. And I'm you're gonna tell me that I'm gonna have to do something specific and I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And it wasn't me being disrespectful to my employers. It was just something to do with the way we treat a tenant and mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, things like that, it's funny. Things like that started stacking. Yeah. They'd never stacked before.
0: Yeah. And
1: they started stacking. Mm-hmm. And I, I honest to goodness think that was a good Lord just kind of helping me get pushed in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know? And I, uh, I got to a point, it's like, you know, there, people, people, sometimes people look at things differently. Some, yeah. you know, you're, you may think something's right. I may think something's wrong, vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This just kind of got to a head and I just couldn't do it anymore.
0: Yeah. It was like pushing, well, just you know, exposing your heart and who you are as a person too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Know? And like I said, I mean, I'll say this all the time and I just said a second ago, you're not going to compromise my character. You're not going to change what I believe. Yeah. And uh, especially if, I believe that it's right.
0: You know? <laughs> well yeah. We're just how to treat people, you know, and God yeah. tells us, you know, to love others mm-hmm. and to love him. Absolutely. Like that's our two commands. So like, yeah. yeah. So that, well, that's a great thing. Um, okay, so now we know why you moved on, but like, you know, why what's with the mattresses like? Well, how did um, that come into play? Um Could have been anything. Why why yeah,
1: that? <laughs> uh, I I jokingly tell people, um, you know, sometimes that's the widget that God gave me. <laughs> you know, you'll you'll do all kinds of things when desperation kicks in. You know, jokingly, but yeah. I had a buddy in Baton Rouge. Still have a buddy. Talked to him yesterday. Finds about to be a grandfather. We did real estate stuff together. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of real estate stuff when I was with Hibbit. Did opened a bunch of stores with these guys. And it's his previous life. He was in the furniture business. He had several uh, rental furniture stores. And he before that he worked for a mattress company as a sales representative. Mm-hmm. He had had opportunity to do some closeout stuff. There was some big national retailers that were closing their stores. Yeah. And they needed somewhere for this stuff to go. And he'd been asking me over and over and over again to come do this with me. Come do this with me. Just open the store and it'll run itself. And we were at a ribbon cutting for a shopping center we did one day. Mm-hmm. He asked me, and this was in first of June yeah. of that year. And by June 6th or something. And he said, you know, when are you going to come work with me? I said, you know what, dude, you got me on the right day. <laughs> and yeah. we started having conversations and that conversation eventually went from me working for him for me opening my own store and working f- with him and yeah. using him as a as an outlet he mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna tell you it's a good story with mitch uh, my buddy mitch he had just been saved wow and he was going through a lot of things in his life at the mm-hmm. time and God brought us together at the perfect time because mm-hmm. his, his twin brother and me were like the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Mitch and I didn't really hang out yeah. and, and it's completely flipped and <laughs> Mitch and I, we've gotten to be so close, but mm-hmm. he, I told him, I said, look, man, I don't know anything about opening a business. You know, I just, I don't want to deplete all of my savings to do something. You know, yeah. what, what are we going to do? And he's, mm-hmm. he said, I tell you what, let me work as a wholesaler and I will set you up and be basically fronted me mattresses and set me up on almost a consignment deal for the first mm-hmm. few months to help me get going mm-hmm. but it was still the all the overstock type stuff yeah and I did that for a while and he if I couldn't have got going without him and this started you know we opened in August yeah and it was like that probably until right at Christmas. And I became self-sufficient after yeah. that. You know, consignment was going away. I was still buying from him, but I was, it was kind of a pay-as-you-go kind of deal, which worked yeah. out good for me. I like COD. I don't mm-hmm. like having to owe money. Yeah. And it, it worked. And, but eventually, I figured out that I really like the mattress business, but I don't like the overstock business, and I don't mm-hmm. like the that kind of business, yeah. you know. And so I started working on finding some vendors, and I found a couple of vendors that I really like, and so far it's working. You know, yeah. it's the widget guy gave me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, were there any like specific hurdles you had to like, you know, face and, you know, deal with? And how'd you, if you did, how'd you do that?
1: Well, you know, I said, kind of said a minute ago, too, my, one of the biggest hurdles I had to deal with was my pride. Yeah. You know, you don't want to let your wife down and don't want to let my kids down and don't want to let myself down. And I had mm-hmm. a lot of people telling me, you know, you've, are you sure this is what you want to do? Because I'm telling you, you still think about it and I, I have to say it out loud. I'm going to open a mattress store. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense because yeah. you don't get a lot of local people that do that anymore. It's it's yeah. really hard. But pro- the hardest thing I guess was when I was getting my heart back to thinking about going back to Hibbit and sort of having those conversations, there was never any offers or anything, but I really loved working for Hibbit. Yeah, I love, and I still love those guys. Some of, some yeah. of my best friends still, well, either still work there or recently left or whatever. And yeah. uh, that, that was the toughest part because i you know, when I left them, went to work for somebody else, I felt like I let them down. Mm-hmm. I burned bridges, but I mm-hmm. really didn't burn bridges because they would have taken me back. But in my mind, I burned bridges because I left. Yeah. And then I just failed. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a hard thing for a 45, I guess, with that middle-aged, year old, middle-aged guy, you yeah. know, with a, a wife, a daughter in college, and a daughter in high school to sit back and look at. I failed. Yeah. You know, I've 20 years at one company. And... You know, I had a pretty good name with them and a pretty good name in the industry and mm-hmm. had had some success and I failed. And so probably the biggest hurdle I had, Brandy, was my pride. Yeah. You know, like I said a minute ago, once you start deciding you want to get broken down a little bit, mm-hmm. the size of that pride gets a whole lot smaller. And you really, you it kind of comes to a hunter's mentality. You know, you if you want to eat it, sometimes you got to kill it. And it came into that kind of mentality for me is I'm just not going to sit back and whine about it. You know, yeah. the day after I left the other company, I mean, i turned in my notice. They, you know, we worked out some stuff and worked out an agreement. I uh, to leave and everything. Mm-hmm. The day after I left, I'm in my store. I'd already signed. I signed a lease, set up my LLC, got my bank account, mm-hmm. signed my lease all within about three days. Wow. And so... I was going over there in the evenings and on the weekends mm. doing stuff. And the day I got out, I was done. Well, I mean, I was, let's get it going. I'm ready to open. Well, I wasn't technically ready to open. I didn't have product, but I'm like, I, I didn't have a sign <laughs> yeah. up. I didn't have anything. And I'm like, I'm I'm going to figure out some way to do this. And I did, but yeah. it was, uh, it was pretty crazy.
0: Wow. So like, you know how have you seen God's provision? I feel like we heard a little bit about his provision already from your buddy Mitch, but other other ways where you saw what God provided, because you know it still does a pretty big risk that you took? You well,
1: know? yeah, because we had to sacrifice financial, you know financially. You mm-hmm. know like I said a minute ago, I had a pretty good salary with benefits and retirement, went from that to living off savings mm-hmm. and not really paying myself for you know about four months. And that was terrifying. You know, especially with Mackenzie starting in college, Mackenzie, God bless her. She's the sweetest thing in the world. She worried, you Mm -hmm. know, she was worried she would never say it, but she was worried, but she was worried about me more than she was worried about her. She, Mm -hmm. she's, I can learn something from that kid every day. You know, she, you know, always said, God's going to provide daddy. You don't worry about it. But I knew she was worried about me and that's what I couldn't stand. I didn't like that because she was starting to tech. I wanted her to be successful, I didn't want her to worry about anything at home. Just Mm jump in with both feet, kid, go to college, have fun. But, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was tough. Yeah. But it wasn't easy. You know, I mean, bills were always paid. Nothing was ever late. You know, we went without. but We didn't really go without. You know, I mean, God provided. He went without the
0: extra stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, but you didn't need it. You know what I mean? I didn't need it. And you found out really quickly what I need and what I don't need. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like I was going and living in a shed, Mm-mm. you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. we just found out really quickly, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't need and you can do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but like I said, God smiled on me and it was all, it's been awesome ever since.
0: That's great. You know, how has this process like drawn you closer to the Lord?
1: Well, you know, one thing I've said a bazillion times, you know, you know, you've heard it as meaning God is sovereign.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and if you sincerely ask, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. You know, like I, said, I don't, it doesn't mean life is always sunshine and rainbows, you know, yeah. God seen me, God has blessed me and he's blessed my girls in so many ways, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I just got to a point where I was mentally broken and, you know, struggling every day to go to work. And it's just a tough place to be as a husband and a dad, when you're really doing everything you can to provide for your family, because you don't want to let anybody down. But yeah, you know, like I said, he was sovereign. And when I made the decision to open it up before, never i ever, before I ever made a sale. I was happy, you yeah. know, I really don't know how or why it worked, you know, but it did, and uh just knowing that that I've learned because I've got a lot of stuff to work on in my life, and I have to every single day, yeah, but god I've just seen God bless me and my family in so many ways, mm-hmm. and it's it's just making if that doesn't draw you closer to God, nothing does, yeah, and it's blessings when you ask for blessings, but blessings when you get them when you're not expecting it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just I feel like
0: you got a little bit both in on that. You yeah, know?
1: It's, it's just just little land yep. Yeah. It's been really cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, um, you know, are, were there any special people that were like you know talking into your life? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Who who were some of those people?
1: Well, at the at the time, I was uh, I can't remember if I was deacon chairman or if I was vice chairman. I think I was vice chairman at the time, and I met with the officers, which was Tony Diaz and uh, Jeff Glover. Mm-hmm. Every Wed win- every Wednesday before our meetings, we would have, and uh, Michael Wood would be there, and so would Tim Spencer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they got to walk through this with me probably more than anybody else, mm-hmm. and that eventually turned into Tim and Tony and Jeff and I get, uh, starting a D group together, mm-hmm. and you know we would meet for breakfast and have Bible studies and stuff, and those guys right there and Michael. You know, Tim and I got to be really close, with Michael, you know, Michael's our pastor, which, you know, we know that obviously, but he's also my neighbor and he's gotten to be a really good friend of mine. And yeah. um, for somebody that much younger, because Michael's about teach 10 years younger than me, just the godly wisdom, you know, godly wisdom I got from him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was funny with Tim and Tony and Jeff, something was going on with us all professionally at the same time,
0: mm.
1: yeah. you know, and it was all some kind of a different scale. Mm-hmm. And we were all there for each other at the same time, and so I mean, there was there were times when, okay, I'm, I've been I have a history of being a bit of a crier, right? When I get I, I get emotional, emotional and it sh- mm-hmm. it shows. Well, there were times where we would have stuff, and I'm going to break. Well, somebody else might break. So, and there were times that we were breaking, and we were having some of the best conversations that you don't just have as guys all the time. Yeah, and and it's funny because you look at the four of us, mm-hmm. we just don't look like the kind of four guys that would. You know, we're going to go on vacation together. We're going to go hang together. But they've gotten to be three of my best friends, some of my best yeah. people. And we are so opposite. And it's uh, those guys to this day, I I don't know what i do without them. Mm,
0: that's, that's good. Yeah. That's really good stuff. All right. For those who don't know, like, can you just back up for a second and explain exactly what a D group
1: is? Yeah, it's a discipleship group. You know, where yeah. you, um, now we don't just do it at our church. A lot of churches do it, but it's mm-hmm. it's basically a Bible study on steroids. Yeah. You know, where you have a structured Bible study. And if you're, you may not be like me. If I don't have something structured, I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you've ever tried to start with page one and get to page 1157 of your Bible. <laughs> it's the hardest thing to do in the world. Yeah. But going with, through your D group is a part, is a way of going through the Bible, hitting. Yeah, the high spots and a yeah. lot of a lot of the meat and a lot of stuff that you would never do. You know, tying things together. Yeah, over a twelve month period, and yeah. and we did it, and it's 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 really cool.
0: Yeah, and I think we can you know all know about the benefits you you know gotten from that. Oh yeah, yeah. Was there anything that one of them said during your startup years that stuck with you or encouraged you the most?
1: You know, I don't know if it's anything in particular, but what they did, they always checked on me. Yeah. You know what I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it's, I remember it's always it's it's so funny to me to think back on when we would we'd pray together and the way we would always do it. You know, we but when we'd end mm-hmm. our meetings, end our breakfasts mm-hmm. or lunches, whatever it was, we'd always pray for each other. You yeah. know, and we you know we don't really we don't regurgitate prayer over each other all the time. I'm going to pray for him. He's going to pray for him. He's going to pray for him, and he's going to pray for me and we always would pray for each other like that and it was yeah. it was always great and just the way we encouraged each other was great yeah. but i always it's always funny to me mm-hmm. how and michael was always i don't know why but when michael I guess because he was a pastor but when he when he would <laughs> Oh,
0: pastor's coming. Yeah, when
1: he would but when he would pray and <laughs> yeah. you know how how God's going to use us and he would say through the sale of mattresses and to me that would always sound so silly. Yeah. You know what i mean?
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: But it's – now I can tell you it's it's not. Yeah. Because, you know, this week I got to pray with a customer that just found out he had ALS. Oh, wow. In the store. And I've prayed with customers that had cancer. I've prayed with customers mm-hmm. that have had house fires. I've got to pray with customers that have had death in the family or, you know, you you have no idea. Buying mattresses is not just my back hurts. Yeah. It's – we're having to put my mother in an assisted living. Yes. My dad's got cancer. He's been in the hospital all this long and he can't take care of himself. And my mother needs a bed to sleep next to him because they can't sleep in the bed together anymore because of whatever reason. And my husband sleeps in a recliner because he has cancer Yeah, and he can't lay flat anymore. And it's, Mm -hmm. how can we fix that? It's, (laughs) it's, uh, it's, those are the things that, uh, when I say that God smiled on you, and you yeah. get to do things for people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People let their guard down a lot of times. And and yeah. a lot of times it's still, you know, mm-hmm. I need to pillow a pill top for my camp. You know, yeah. there's still a bunch it's, of that, you yeah. know, or we need a better mattress. But mm-hmm. those are the reasons.
0: Yeah. Get to hear a little bit of their lives and really get to yeah. minister. When, when you, when know?
1: you, when you get to hold a man's hand that you've known your whole life and he's, mm-hmm. you remember him when you were playing ball and he was a coach and he's got ALS and his wife tells you. It's going down for him every single day. Mm. And you see this man that you remember so strong. Yeah. And now he's not anymore. And yeah. you get to put in a position to pray with him. And
0: wow.
1: you see him crying. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to explain. And it's, and that's why I say all the time mattresses, the widgets God gave me. Yeah. It's just, I think I just got to be in a place where I can yeah. do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that started with you just listening to, who he made you to be and standing strong on that character that he wanted you to be in. and
1: You know, I guess yeah. I never, and I never with any of my jobs had that opportunity. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you work, when you work in the corporate world, that's just not the kind of thing you do. I mean, I remember yeah. a long time ago at Hibbet, we had a lady who had cancer. She was, a, and I was working at the corporate office. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think her name was Maria. So sad I can remember her name. I've met her maybe half a dozen times, you know. Yeah. And we just had a conversation and she mentioned mm-hmm. that she just found out she had cancer. So uh-huh. I got to pray with her. Mm-hmm. And we prayed at but before stuff you know not, but yeah it's just not the so kind of thing you do in the corporate world
0: not so publicly right or just freely
1: you don't want you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings yeah at 2200 North 7th straight I don't care if I hurt your feelings if I pray. yeah you know and yeah. it's not that we're gonna pray for everybody that comes in but we take advantage of opportunities yeah and and there's just been a couple and and, and I really think that the little minute things where we get to help people, Mm-hmm. Is really where I've got the satisfaction. Now, don't get me wrong; having a good sales day is still pretty awesome. Oh yeah, you know I'm a salesman. Uh, well, I tell people I'm not a salesman; I'm a store owner. But I'm a salesman at heart. I can I love to sell stuff. I love to, yeah. to make that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's a it's a lot of fun.
0: All right. Well, what advice would you give to someone that might be feeling the same type of calling? Like, <laughs> hey, I might need to you know jump off and do something different. Yeah. What would you uh, well,
1: what would you say to them? Don't jump, <laughs> but you know. Pray a lot, you know. Yeah. And and if you're not in a mental place, because mm-hmm. I wasn't that—that's my thing. We talk about being broken. I was not spiritually in a place, yeah, to where I felt like I could pray for the right answers and pray. Because I was at a point in my life, God show me this, show me this. And once I got past that, I got my brain yeah. to where I was just just praying. Mm-hmm. It helps. So pray a lot and seek wise counsel. Yeah, you know, I mean. There's a lot of people smarter than me
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: i mean i've and not just the guys I talked about some of my I've got some of my best friends that I talk to daily, mm-hmm. you know, and we look out for each other yeah and I, I went to them and that's what I do. use your friends, use your family, yeah, you know, be prepared to be told that you're wrong,
0: yes, you yeah. know what i mean that's hard and and here's some no's. i mean i've I've heard a lot of no's, <laughs> especially you know start when i've done this and whatnot but you know, you know it's a good thing. You got to do it. You just got to keep doing it, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, well, there we have it, guys. You know, pray without ceasing and surround yourself with good people, good counsel, good, good Christian people. All right. Uh, well, thanks for coming out today, and thanks for sharing with well, thanks, us. Thanks,
1: Brandy. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good to hear from somebody who's had to do it all. We don't want to always get to have these, you know, hear these conversations, hear these stories. So yeah.
1: My name is Robbie. And this is my story of the middle.
0: And I'm your host, Brandy Bostic, and you'll be listening to the Up From The Mutt podcast.
1: Psalm 40, verse 2. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay, and he set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure.